الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاه ان الله مع الصابرين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انما الصبر عند الصدمه الاولى او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders some things are such that perhaps there is somebody that has not said those words or hasn't experienced that condition rather it would be that the exceptions might be null or something that one can count on his fingers for example a person experiencing a problem how many people are there in the world irrespective of a person's position his status what he earns and what his wealth may be and what kind of luxuries he may be living in what kind of health and fitness he may have what kind of surroundings he may be living in all the things that can be thought about all the various various conditions that can be imagined so irrespective of who where what but how many people may be there in the world who may who we can say never had a problem were never faced with some challenges in life this is something which is universal now in the middle of all these universal problems and all the difficulties that people face that we face the highs and lows that every person experiences the issue is that what is the solution what is the way for a person to resolve his problems the problems everybody experiences but what every person is looking out is for the solution for the way of coming out of those difficulties so the first thing is that a person has to understand that this is dunya this world is a place of test a place of trial and in a place of test and trial there are challenges so challenges will be there but allah tbaraka wa taala has given us the prescription by which we can overcome any challenge the prescription by means of which we can overcome any problem and what is that prescription so allah taala gives a very simple prescription in the quran sharif can be imagine all the problems that a person can face despite the magnitude of the problems how severe it may appear to be but that prescription for all these things has been given in a line and half in one and half lines the prescription for all these problems Allah tbaraka wa taala addresses the believers 
and says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bis sabri wa salah. Inna allaha ma'as sabirin. This is the prescription for all the difficulties, the problems, the challenges, whatever a person faces. Somebody's problem is wealth, this is a prescription for the solution. Somebody's problem is health, the same prescription. Somebody's difficulty is in terms of some domestic issue, the same prescription. Somebody's challenges in terms of deen, nafs and shaitan have become his major problem in life. He is being hijacked. The same prescription. And unfortunately, the, the tragedy is that the greater problems we don't regard as a problem. The smaller problems we regard as a problem. Smaller problems are problems also. Problems in terms of a person is challenged sometimes in his earnings. He is challenged sometimes in his business. Or in a, some domestic matter. Or in relationship to people. Or whatever else might be his health. All the various things. Safety and security. So These are difficulties. These are problems. In the Hadith Sharif it comes that once the the candle or the, the lamp got extinguished in the house of Rasulullah So Nabi Islam recited Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un So Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu asked on this you are reciting Inna lillah Nabi Islam said yes Kullu ma asa'al mu'mina fahuwa musibatun Whatever inconveniences a believer that is a musibat that is a problem so this too is a problem but the real problem is where a person's deen is affected. All these are also problems of a very minor category. But the real problem is a problem that affects a person's deen. For example, a person must his salah. So Nabi Islam says that this is such a major problem that فَكَأَنَّمَا وُتِرَ أَهْلُهُ وَمَالُهُ That he must want salah. It is as if he has lost all his wealth and all his family, everybody. Now this is how severe that problem is. So the tragedy is that the problems that are real problems, that we give little regard to. So in any case, the point we're talking about is that this is the prescription to everything. And what is the prescription? Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu, O you who believe, seek the help of Allah Ta'ala. Seek the help of Allah Ta'ala. That's step one to the prescription. And if we get the help of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala is the creator, the sustainer, the nourisher, the controller. He is powerful over everything and has complete control over everything. If a person has got Allah Ta'ala's help, then he's got everything. So, istainu, get the help of Allah Ta'ala, bisabri was salah, with two things. What are the keys to getting this help? One is sabr patience as we said dunya is dunya the place where there is no difficulty whatsoever no hardship no pain no suffering no anxiety no stress no worry that place is jannat if a person is trying to make dunya that it'll never happen no matter what the situation is every person in different forms has these issues in various degrees and then there's Jahannam which is only pain and suffering and torment and hardship. <coughs> Dunya is a mixture of everything. In the middle of pain also sometimes a person has some laughter. 
in the middle of his suffering, he has some moments of happiness. And in the midst of all the happiness also, sometimes some pain comes away in between. So that is dunya, everything carries on. So the prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving us, that the first thing that we have to acquire is sabr. That's the key to acquiring the help of Allah Ta'ala in everything. And what is the sabr? Here again, unfortunately, our concept of sabr is very restricted. Whereas sabr is a very wide concept. One is sabr ala ta'at. That to have sabr at the time when it is required of a person to fulfill the obligations of deen. It's time of fajr. Now to wake up at that time, in the summer months, early, to give up the sleep, to leave the house, come to the masjid, come to perform the salah with jama'ah. This requires sabr. So that is sabr. Allah Ta'ala is saying, want the help of Allah Ta'ala, you will have to adopt sabr. Now this is the first part of sabr. As-sabr ala ta'at. Sabr on righteousness. So now that Fajr Salah to perform it, it takes sabr. Now the person who is fulfilling this, and together with that all the obligations of deen, he is now one step into sabr. One step. So now the salah, whether it's Zuhar, whether it's Asar, Maghrib, Isha, whether it's now month of Ramadan, he's fasting, his zakat is due, he's not delaying it, and he's paying it correctly, he's paying it full, not trying to just, just get over it in some way, whether it completely fulfilled it or not, no, he's being very diligent and being very careful that he's calculating properly, he's not underpaying. And then he's giving it where it will get discharged, not just trying to get over it somewhere. So all the obligations of deen require sabr. Then a sabr anil ma'asi. Having sabr in restricting and restraining oneself from sin from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. When that nafs is tugging for a person to commit haram, to look at the wrong place, to listen to the wrong things, to go to the wrong places, to indulge in any kind of haram, now that nafs is tugging, and he is withstanding that. He is breaking his heart for it. Doesn't matter, his heart gets broken. But he is not prepared to break the command of Allah Ta'ala. My heart gets broken, it gets broken, doesn't matter. But I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala. This requires a lot of sabr. But now he is adopting the sabr. Because Jannat is ringed by this curtain of shahawat. A sabr and a shahawat. The sabr and this this. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that Huffatil Jannatu Bishahawat. Huffatin Naru Bishahawat. Jahannam is ringed, is curtained by this Shahawat, by these desires, passions, all the haram. This is the curtain that is ringing Jahannam. And what does this mean? When a person does something which is haram, when he indulges in these haram desires, He's actually opening that curtain into Jahannam. 
He's opening the doorway of Jahannam for himself. So he says, I don't want to touch this. I rather undertake whatever difficulties come for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Because huffatil jannatu bil makari. These little difficulties, little, it's not much. Person waking up for fajr, there is some, some kind of challenge in it. The person fulfilling whatever other obligations of deen, but jannat is ringed with these things. When a person does what he's supposed to do, undertakes that difficulty, he's actually opening the curtain into jannat. So, as-sabr anil ma'asi. He withstands this. And then, as-sabr alal musibah. There's some difficulty, some calamity, some pain, grief, hardship, whatever. So, he bears that for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Now, the one aspect that is necessary for this is the sabr one gets the tawfiq of the sabr first and foremost when he has that niyat of sabr if he doesn't even make the niyat of sabr where is he going to get it from the person makes the full niyat I will want to I want to make sure I fulfill every command of Allah Ta'ala. stay away from everything Allah Ta'ala has forbidden he has that firm resolution within him Allah Ta'ala now makes that easy for him. So the niyat on that, niyat for sabr. If you look into the lives of the Ahlullah, what was their level of sabr? We can't even imagine. And the sabr is actually a state of the heart. If the heart is focused correctly, then that sabr becomes very easy. Hazrat Umm Sulaim radiallahu ta'ala anha, a very famous incident. She was the wife of Hazrat Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala and he had gone out of the house for something, the child was ill and before he returned the child passed away. He was fasting. Imagine what composure, what control over herself that she does not want to just break the news to him. She's a woman but this is the aspect of sabr. That she is now thinking very, very calmly. Not that she wasn't feeling the grief. That's her child. Which mother doesn't feel the grief on the loss of her child? But despite that, she is under control. This is the aspect of sabr. To be in control. This is the real strength. Many a person, we regard strength only in physical terms. That a person now has pumped so much of iron that he can pick up a car. But now at the time of Fajr, he can't pick up the blanket, the duvet of his face. That's not sabr in terms of shariat. That's not strength rather, in terms of shariat. In terms of the Quran and Sunnah, the strength is that a person can move himself out of that bed at the time of Fajr and proceed to the masjid. So now she is thinking very, very calmly very composed, what to do? So firstly, she just, he was in that cradle of his, she just covers the cradle. So now nobody can see what's going on inside here. Abu Talhar now comes, it's time of iftar. So the first question he asks is, how's the child? So her reply is that the child is very, very relaxed, calm. Her intention in this answer was that now he's with Allah Ta'ala. Now he's better off. 
we were caring for him, now he's in the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So he didn't fully understand what she was getting at. So in any case, she now even presents the iftar for him. He eats. After having eaten well, she even then allows the night to pass and even shares the bed with him. And the next morning she asks him in a very calm way. She says, what, if, what do you think? Supposing if somebody has borrowed something and now this was as an amanat with them, this is in their trust, they enjoyed it, they used it. Now the owner is asking for it, that please return my item. You're feeling difficult to return it. They say, no, we don't want to return it. What do you think about such a person? He says, these people, ma ansafu, they're not being just. Somebody lent them something, gave it to them as trust. They enjoyed it for that while. Now the person is asking for it. So you've got to return it. So now she says, well, your son was an amanat from Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala has taken his amanat back. Now this manner of handling the situation, but this is part of that sabr when a person has made that intention, that niyat, the person has made that resolution, that come what may, I want to keep myself on sabr. So now whether it is a time to fulfill the command of Allah Ta'ala, or whether the nafs and shaitan are tugging towards some haram, or whether some circumstances have come about that put some pressure on a person, put a person under some anxiety, some stress, some difficulty. But in all conditions, he is under control. <coughs> then he doesn't lose it. He doesn't fly off the handle. Whatever other ways of expression that people normally use, say, well, I don't know what happened. But we all know very well what happened. So the thing is that to be totally under control in all these situations, all these challenges, a person is not part of the summaries, he's not saying the wrong things. Now whatever the situation may be, one is there's some calamity, he's not saying the wrong things, he's not making statements and blurting out things that sometimes even put his iman in danger. Nauzubillah, Allah Ta'ala didn't find anybody else but me for this. One great buzruk of the time, Maimun bin Mihran, Rahimahullah, it was somebody else perhaps. So, once there was some difficulty, some problem, and his son had passed away. So after a day or so, he came out with his hair well combed, dressed very well, and he's walking very comfortably with a smile on his face. So somebody objected on this. What's wrong with you? In other words, you are supposed to be now in mourning and grieving. So obviously what his heart was, that was something between him and Allah Ta'ala. So he then replied and said, he said, if Allah Ta'ala had given me the whole world, and if I was owning everything in the world, and then Allah Ta'ala takes that every bit of it away, and says, everything I'm taking away, in return for this, tomorrow I'll give you one sip of water. Everything, I'm owning the whole world, all the wealth of the world, all the riches and diamonds and gold and whatever the wealth can have, everything I'm owning it. Allah Ta'ala takes everything away. And Allah Ta'ala says, this is the price for what? Tomorrow I'll give you one sip of water. 
I will still think that I didn't even deserve that one sip of water in return for all this. I didn't even deserve that one sip of water for this price. So where are you comparing this when Allah Ta'ala has already given me so many bounties? Allah Ta'ala has given me deen. Allah Ta'ala has given me iman. Allah Ta'ala has given me the tawfiq of performing salah. Allah Ta'ala has given me the tawfiq of other righteous actions. Where can I ever pay back anything that Allah Ta'ala has given me? In other words, he highlighted what the real na'mads were. And that nothing in the world, all the whole world put together can't pay back this. Or any fraction of it. So in any case, this is the first aspect, the aspect of sabr. The whole chapter on his own. And in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith, the amount of virtues of sabr, but sabr in its entire meaning, all the factors of sabr in it, not just restricted to one part of sabr. Sabr at the time of any obligation to be fulfilled, at the time of restraining oneself from haram, and in any calamity, difficulty, hardship, then for such a person, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah Ta'ala grants those who have sabr, unlimited reward. On the day of Qiyamah, it will be announced, أَيْنَ الصَّابِرُونَ We are those who were the patient ones. The Muhaddisin explained that the patient ones refers to these three categories in a person's life. Those who had all these three categories of sabr. Say some people wake up, some people. They'll stand up. They'll identify themselves. We were the sabirun. They'll be told, you go into Jannat without any accountability, straight, direct. No questioning for you. You go straight into Jannat. So this was the first thing, that, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunu sta'inu bis-sabr. The second thing Allah Ta'ala says was salah. That together with sabr, now sabr, we, as we explained, sabr ala ta'at, fulfilling the obligations of deen, salah is also included in it. But sabr and salah, on top of the salah, the obligatory salah, the far salah, the salah that is just nafil, meaning that is not obligatory, but a person out of his own, his choice, he's now performing nafil salah, he's making salatul haja, begging Allah Ta'ala's help. This is the key to the treasures of Allah Ta'ala. The salah and sabr, how is this the prescription? And how does this bring all the solutions? This has its effect even if we don't know how it has its effect. Like for example, in so many things, in various medicines, say this medicine has got this effect. So many foods, this food has got this effect. Like for example, dates. The dates have a heating effect on the body. Cucumbers have a cooling effect. Nabi Islam is to join both and eat it. And you say, Yad fa'ub. That the heat in this will dispel the cold in this. And the cold in this will dispel the heat in this. In other words, it will create a balance. But the point is that one has the effect of heat in it. The other has the effect of coolness in it. Why does it have the effect of heat? This much science will tell us also that this has a heating effect. This has a cooling effect. But why it has that? And like that, everything else that we say that this has this effect and that has that effect, but why it has that effect? Can anybody then go back behind that? Why has the date have a heating effect, not a cooling effect? Can science tell us that? That is by the will of Allah. Wa 
Allah Ta'ala has placed that effect. Science can't go anywhere beyond that. Beyond telling us that this is what it is. But we will go beyond that by recognizing that Allah Ta'ala has put this effect. Now a person who understands that this is the effect, that he's got a cold, he'll perhaps eat some dates and that might give some heating effect in his body. So like that, Allah Ta'ala has placed a special effect in sabr and salah for the solution of every difficulty and problem and hardship. Whether we understand how it is linked or not is not the issue. It is there. Allah Ta'ala is saying it's there. Now we would be the losers if we don't take it. Like the doctor is saying that this is the food that you have to eat for your condition. You have this kind of condition, this is the food you have to eat, this is your diet. And he says, what does this doctor, where did he come to tell me what I should do? My money, my food, I'll eat what I want to eat. So fine, you got diabetes, your food, your sugar, all your mitai, and your stomach, and your body, and your diabetes also. So you're going to suffer the consequences. So now you'll be told, leave off all these sweet things. Allah Ta'ala has placed a very special effect in sabr and salah for the solution of the problems that a person faces. Whether he understands how it affects it or not, it's there. But do we take this solution? Hazrat Anas once the person that was attending to his land, to his farm, he comes and he says that the land is totally parched. There's absolutely no rain. Everything is dry. And in other words, the crops are going to be totally it would fail completely. There won't be anything we will have. So Anas Nano hears this. He immediately wakes up, goes, he performs wuzu, and he makes two rakat salah. Then he turns to this person that was in charge of his farm, and he asks him, do you see anything? Do you see anything? The person looked up, he says, no, everything is still clear. So he performs wuzu again. Performs a fresh wuzu. And he performs another two rakats. And he says again, do you see anything? The person says, no, I don't see anything still. The third time. After the third time, he says, I can see something like a small bird, meaning a cloud that is so small that it looks like a little bird. And then the short while, says the sun is spread and covered the whole area and it started raining. Now it's raining, it's pouring. So when it started pouring, as Anasim Lalo said to somebody who was there, he said, quickly, Climb onto that horse and ride out and see how far is the rain. So they went, the person immediately uh, got onto the horse. And when he rode out, it had hardly passed where the land of Anasadlano had ended. Just past the borders of his land. That's where it's raining. And the rest of it is just as dry. Ali radiallahu ta'ala, who is extremely ill, he comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and he says to him that this is my condition, I'm so ill. Nabi Sassam says, okay, you sit here where I was. And he stands up. Because he's so ill, he's so weak, he just makes him sit there. Nabi Sassam starts performing salah. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, Whenever Nabi Sassam was perturbed by anything, step one, unfortunately our step one is everything but salah. Forget everything else which is even permissible. Our step one is often haram. Person has some financial problem. Step one is he's knocking on the bank manager's door. For what? 
to wage war with Allah Ta'ala. He wants to get involved in riba, in interest. And he wants to solve his problem by waging war with Allah Ta'ala. So the first step, Salah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah's beloved, Ma'asum, sinless Nabi, إِذَا حَزَبَهُ أَمْرٌ بَادَرَ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ He would rush immediately to, towards Salah first. Anas al-Nawr is a sahabi of this caliber. He's performing Salah first. And Allah Ta'ala is opening out the doors for them by means of that Salah. The Beast Rasim stands up, he performs two rakat Salah, and then he makes Dua, and he says to Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, that whatever I have asked for myself, I've asked for you. Allah Ta'ala has granted it to you now. And he says, I woke up from there, it was as if I was never ill. I woke up from there 100% my whole illness had gone, whereas he was extremely ill. I woke up totally healthy and moved off. Like nothing had happened. Now this is a miracle of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi at the same time. But the point is that the first step was Salah. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud says, a person as long as he's in Salah, then ka'annahu yaqra'u bab al-malik. Then he's knocking on the door of the king. And he says, the king is after all a king. When somebody knocks on the door of the king, he's going to open the door. Allah Ta'ala is Malikul Muluk, the king of all kings. And the kings of dunya, many of them would be very hard-hearted. Allah Ta'ala is Arhamur Rahimin, the most merciful. But when a person turns to Allah Ta'ala, when that Salah is Salabat, that is the very important thing. That the Salah must be Salah. One is that the salah is, as some people describe it, up down, kiss the ground and then back to town. So that kind of salah, that unfortunately in the hadith sharif it comes, sometimes a person performs salah, that salah barely goes above his head to the extent of an arm's length. And then it is wrapped like a dirty rag. And then it is flung back onto the face of the person. And the salah then curses him. May Allah Ta'ala destroy you just as you have destroyed me. And a person's salah is cursing him, then what is left? So to perform that salah correctly, to learn the postures of salah, learn how to do it correctly, learn how to perform that salah in a way that opens the treasures of the, of the skies and the heavens. So Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala is saying that seek the help of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala sabri was salah, with sabr and salah. Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. That ma'iyat, the togetherness of Allah Ta'ala is coming for a person on the basis of his sabr. Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. What a tremendous reward for sabr. And when a person is genuinely patient, he's not saying anything out of turn, not doing something that is against the commands of deen, against the way of Nabi Wasallam. He is patiently bearing some challenge that is there and he's adopting this patience for Allah Ta'ala alone. Then this in the Hadith Sharif is termed as among the greatest forms of ibadat, intizarul faraj. And a person waiting for that removal of that difficulty, but with the hope of reward in Allah Ta'ala. Patiently waiting for it. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe sometime. I'm trying this, maybe this will work out, whatever it is. But he is within the limits of Shariat and Deen. He's not saying anything out of turn. He's not doing anything out of place. 
then this, at that moment in time, he's not even reciting any tasbih, he's not in any salah, he is not in any other form of outward ibadat, but he's in the form of one of the greatest forms of ibadat. That his heart and mind is focused towards Allah Ta'ala. And he's patiently bearing that and waiting for the moment in time when this difficulty will be uplifted. This is an ibadat. And one of the greatest forms of ibadat. Not that a person should ask for any calamity. We should never ever do that. We should constantly ask Allah Ta'ala for afiyat, for safety, for, for protection from every difficulty. But every person to some extent, varied in some degree, is faced with some challenge or the other every now and again. In all these things, to turn to Allah Ta'ala, first step salah. And we understood in the incident of Anas Ta'ala an, one time, two times, three times. In other words, he would have gone on and on. Now we perform two rakat salah, and it is as if now we have paid the price for every good to happen. It must happen now. We are in the microwave energy. We put it on, and in 10 seconds, if it's not boiling, it's not a microwave. So in 10 seconds time, in two rakats namaz, if our job is not done, then we rather don't perform anymore now. No, this is not the way. We have to, this, as the example we took with the, the statement of that buzruk, that if Allah Ta'ala had to take, give me the whole world, and then take it away in return for one sip of water tomorrow, I don't regard myself as worthy of that also. With the whole world, I haven't paid the price for that one sip of water of Allah Ta'ala. Just yesterday, there was some article that came somewhere in Niger or somewhere. Some people were traveling. They're trying to go to some other point. 100 people. And whatever happened, they got stuck on the way. Over 80 died of thirst. The water ran out. And there was no water. Some well they found, which was already almost dry. More than 80 died out of thirst. Now when a person considers, we open the tap and we just got the water at the turn of a tap. We don't have that qadr and appreciation for this na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. But imagine in that context, in that situation now, when a person unfortunately is now totally without any drop of water and dying out of thirst, what appreciation that person will have for every drop of water. So this is the prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving us. And those who adopt it correctly, then Allah Ta'ala opens a way out for them. From all kinds of difficulties, hardships, problems, whether it pertains to deen, whether it pertains to dunya, we have the prescription, it is for us to take it, for us to use it. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Ya Rabbi, salli wa sallim da'iman abada 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا اله الا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسوں شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے عرب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی 
मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ दे सारी बस्ती को बस्ती बस्ती कहता जा अल्लाह 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 اللہ <تصفيق> ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اله العالمين يا الله ومسمسفل الله مسغريشس الله most kind and loving allah ilahu alamin ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah ya allah forgive the sins of the night ya allah forgive the sins of the day ya allah forgive the sins we've committed deliberately ya allah forgive the sins we've committed mistakenly ya allah ilahu alamin forgive our families ya allah forgive our relatives ya allah forgive our friends ya allah ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Allah show down your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah show down your maghfirat on the ummah ya Allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya Allah throughout the world wherever the muslims are suffering remove their hardships and difficulties ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah ya Allah save us from those a'mal bring down your wrath and azab ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us ya Allah the tawfiq of doing all that which will please you ya Allah ya Allah save us from every sin ya Allah give us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah Ilahu alamin give us the tawfiq of remembering you every day of our lives ya Allah ya Allah give us the tawfiq of tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily ya Allah Ilahu alamin save us from every sin ya Allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya Allah save us from the sins of the ears ya Allah save us from the sins of the hands and feet ya Allah save us from the sins of the tongue ya Allah save us from the sins of the heart ya Allah Ilahu alamin purify us ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah 
full of hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, full of hearts with the love of deen, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. You grant us istiqamat on deen, ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Save us from every vice and evil, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant us the reality of sabr, ya Allah. Grant us sabr ala ta'at, ya Allah. Grant us sabr anil ma'asi, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, save us from every difficulty and calamity, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. You save us from all the kinds of problems and hardships, ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't put us through any trial and test, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak to be tested, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant us afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the entire ummah afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are suffering, remove their hardships, ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold all, ya Allah, those who are suffering, oppression, remove the oppression from them, ya Allah. Hold back the hands of the oppressors, ya Allah. Give the oppressors also hidayat, ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all those who have passed away, fill their qabrs with nur, ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Grant them jannatul firdaus, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbatan nasuh, ya Allah. Take us on iman kamil, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul alamin, whatever hardship and difficulty anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant ease and afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant barkat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant barkat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, you protect us, Ya Allah. We can only be saved with your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not leave us to ourselves with the blink of an eyelid, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Allahumma. منا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه معين والحمد لله